Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Happy day, equipped listeners, and happy holiday season. We are getting so close to so many fun times that will be spent with family and friends. Um, And so this morning, I'm super excited that I get to be joined and be around and be with my friend, Cassie Duke, who is the co-host today. And Cassie, welcome. We are so excited to share what God has placed specifically on our heart to teach everyone about what he has shared relative to his prayer. Absolutely. Uh, great day, everyone. And as Corey said, excited as we enter the holiday season. Uh, probably some, maybe a little more excited than others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes family time isn't always the easiest, but I do mm-hmm. feel like God can lead us even through that with wisdom and uh, interacting and spending time with our awesome family and friends, Clarice. Um, I consider you <laughs> family, but uh, we will be friends. But um, I am excited to share what the Lord has today. I think we are every time we do this. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Let's kick us off. What Specifically, what about prayer are we covering today? Absolutely. So we are going to talk today about praying the Lord's way, which covers the Lord's prayer, which is as always with anything he gives us and equips us with. It's so marvelously complete and it lacks nothing no part or experience is left out. And so even as we mentioned in navigating those holiday times, when it's good times, tough times, whatever time, it's such a complete prayer. And for most all of us that have learned it, we may say it as a vain repetition and not knowingly and not intentionally, but our, our, our task today is unpack the goodness of every phrase of it. Agreed. I know I was raised in a denomination where we uh, just stated the Lord's Prayer every week. And I think I just kind of memorized it and the words just came out without much yeah. thought. And so Clarice, I've really enjoyed studying each and every sentence, each and every section of this prayer. Because like you said, it's it's relatively brief and simple, mm-hmm. but it's so power packed, just like everything the Lord does. So to get us started, I'd love to read it in totality and then let's go through and Break it apart. Does that sound okay, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we find uh, this prayer in Matthew, and it's in the red letter section. So we know that Jesus is talking. And Clarice, I find it interesting that the instruction of prayer is right in the middle of a sermon he was doing. And he was talking about other instructions. I look before it's instructions about behavior and mm-hmm. uh, do not murder and love your enemies and giving to the needy. And then right in the middle, it's like, okay, this is how we pray. Um, And so we'll go, we'll start at, um, let's see, verse five, I think it starts in Matthew six. And it says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. When you pray, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I think I just got chills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so rich. And Mm -hmm. the setup of it, Cassie, is just incredible that Jesus specifically is telling us, hey, this is a one-on-one thing with me. Like he, in this has, you know, we understand that he calls us friend and, you know, Mm -hmm. he is close to us and he's our companion, but he's just reemphasizing, hey, this is a one-on-one relationship with me. You don't need other people around you who are watching you to maybe entice me to move my hand more quickly or further in your life. Like, Hey, it's me and you. There are things on your heart that other people may not know, know about. Yes. Like let, like let's dialogue about them. And that's really, as you were reading that, that's just the impression that I just felt was just, it's so inviting and just mm-hmm. so intentional and so intimate. It really is. And I know for me that it just represents the love of Christ, as you were saying, he, he wants that closeness. He wants that connectivity. I mean, the scripture he here even says the father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm-hmm. So I know I've had people say, well, if he already knows, why do I need to pray? But it's <laughs> that act of fellowship, relationship, coming to him, telling him what you need. And I actually really love the simplicity of you don't have to say it a certain way. You don't have to use a ton of words. Clarice knows I like <laughs> bullet points and not paragraphs. Like, but this just shows we can just be ourselves. We can come yeah. before him, speak what's on our heart. It doesn't have to be the right words. And um, I know at this time in scripture, they reference a few here uh, about the Gentiles or what some of the people do in the synagogues or on the street corners, kind of get it to get attention. Mm. I know Clarice, we've been in some services and we're like, Ooh, that was a really great prayer. We can hear somebody else pray and that's great. Uh, but the scripture says, well, you've received your reward. Like mm. it is not about what other people think or what, if we're trying to look more spiritual and more holy than we are, like God's not impressed by that. Yeah. Um, it's such a good reminder. And it, mm-hmm. and it goes back to that heart stance of mm-hmm. entering in with worship where yes. we really get into this heart stance of, Hey, it's, prayer beginning with appropriate praise and adoration Mm -hmm. of our Mm -hmm. father. But what I love initially is just the very, very, very beginning is our father. Mm -hmm. And because God cannot be mirrored in the image of any human being, except being the good father, a good God, any concept, earthly concept we have of a father, he's inviting us to kind of throw that out the window to allow us to understand, hey, I'm a father, I'm a good father, I'm one who loves you, you can come to me about everything, I'm going to hear you out, I'll never turn you away. He acknowledges us, and then we can get into this place of worship because he's so holy. And it's so funny, because I remember Mm -hmm. thinking back, you know, how we just say things sometimes, right? And the way I memorize it is with hallowed in it. (laughs) And I don't even, I mean, what even is hallowed? And (laughs) I just, we just say it. And so it's the direction and attitude of our prayer because it's acknowledging his nature, which is his changelessness, his dependability, his total integrity. 
And it allows us to realize that we can release just this earthly view of the context of father that we may know. That's right. And it's also this reminder that we're coming to this living and loving God who loves us. So Clarice, as you said, uh, you kind of have to peel away any, you know, any definition that we place on the word father. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see this and we're going to, you know, this one verse and um, number nine, we're going to break down each of the sentences to the topic. And like Clarice said, it starts with this worship. And I also see that as the opportunity, like before we go into what we need or what we're asking him to do, it's like, I'm physically doing my hands, Clarice. It's like clearing yeah. <laughs> the table or like pushing stuff out of the way. Mm. And we start with that act of worship, acknowledging who he is, mm. that he is holy. Um, and inferring, and not in a bad way, but that I am not. Like, I am coming to him needing um, his good, good fatherness, his holiness, and yeah. starting by worshiping him, praising his name. And I feel like it just sets up a posture um, going into the prayer for the other things we may be asking for. Yeah, It just sets up that posture of worship. Absolutely. And you look back in Psalms and it specifically says, um, enter his gates with thanksgiving mm-hmm. and his courts with praise, like give thanks to him and bless his name. And I love how you just said that because we can't simultaneously be anxious and grateful and we can't yeah. simultaneously hold two thoughts So what he's saying is, hey, clear your mind of all the clutter of anything else other Mm -hmm. than just remembering who I am to you and for you. That's right. And I just love that. And it's and it just is such a reminder of why he is so worthy of this worship. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So we start with that worship. Yeah. And then we go into the your kingdom come, your will be done, which Clarissa think of that as like his rulership and his kingdom. So talk to us about that section a little bit, please. Yeah, absolutely. And all prayer really should somehow invite his will to work earthward, where Mm -hmm. we're asking things of his kingdom to be manifest here on earth. And I'm not talking about, you know, like, oh, I'm manifesting this for myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of talk and dialogue about, you know, I make things manifest where no, we're talking about, what in his kingdom is brought to earth Um, because he wants to, he wants to wire his will on earth and answer to we who ask. And it's, it's awesome because he's such a gentleman and he gave us free will. And so he won't impose. Mm -hmm. And so unless we invite him in to partner with us, he's, he's just not going to impose and overstep. He's, he's Mm -hmm. just so sweet like that. And so the invitation we have here um, to have his will worked here on earth is just so sweet. And, and what we need to do then is we have to desire his will and then declare it on earth Um, and just have that remembrance. And I think, you know, we talk about the, um, the resurrection power, you know, which obviously hasn't happened yet because he's talking about praying, but, you know, we get the opportunity to look back at everything because we didn't walk this time, but at the time they didn't know, but in essence, we'll have this understanding later of the resurrection power and then the ascension power, which places him at the right hand of the father who he has given the keys to the kingdom, all authority. But even back at creation, he gave us dominion to rule here and we have authority through him to do that. 
We do. And so we're speaking that, like you said, in that authority, your kingdom come, your will be done. Clear. So I also see it, you know, thinking through, I start off with worship, humbling and reminding myself who the father is. Mm -hmm. And then it's more humility here that it's trusting his will. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So again, it's the opportunity to set my will aside. Um, Hopefully, I mean, in a perfect place, my will is perfectly aligned with him and I don't have to set it aside. But let's be honest, there's sometimes maybe our will or our thought or our desires. Scripture says his thoughts are higher than ours. Um, So it's human. We are. (laughs) And it's acknowledging that. And I'm okay. It's this posture of humility to come before him and say, you know what? I don't know what's best i think i do but i don't so put my will down your kingdom come your will be done because you as my good father who i'm worshiping Mm -hmm. i trust your ways i trust the will that you have i trust that the what you do in heaven may it be so on earth like it's just this full trust and reliance on he knows and so i'm Mm -hmm. thinking this father figure and you know this was different than my earthly father but like clarice said in the beginning shake that off and think Mm -hmm. through your heavenly father what yeah. peace, Clarice, that we can relax and trust, like, okay, he knows what's yeah. best. And let Absolutely. me proclaim that. And like you said, let me partner with him because he's not going to come force his will. Yeah. But let me partner and ask and say, come on in. Your perfect will, may it be so. And when you look at that word will, Cassie, it's mm-hmm. it's what God wishes to be done by us. And it's his mm. commands and his precepts. So it reminds us that the only limit he put on himself was to work through us which is why it's absolutely beyond crucial for us to align with and declare his will. That's exactly but, right. That's a pretty yeah. big limit. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. It's almost like he needs us, but he doesn't, but you know, it's, it's, this, it's this big, you know, massive working, um, big working pictures. So. <laughs> it is. And, and working together. But I think it goes back to that question. Again, I think of our listeners mm-hmm. have had that thought before about why do I even need to pray if he already knows what I need. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Like he's not going to force his will. Yeah. He's working in partnership and his power through us. And so we need that uh, connectedness and aligning with him through this. And yeah. so prayer does that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we start with worship. We're acknowledging his authority and his rulership. And then we go into this, give us this day, our daily bread. Hmm. So Clarice, you know, he, in 2023 <laughs> daily bread may not be what everybody wants but essentially this is give us our provision for today so let's unpack this part a little bit absolutely and god is so incredibly concerned with the de- the daily details and we need mm-hmm. to ask him about them um but we are also not to worry through the details um because we are here asking him to be our providers And even the smallest things that we can think of, like, hey, God, you know, I'm feeling a little not confident today. Can you just feel Mm -hmm. your passion and your heart into me so I can I can be a little more confident or, you know, hey, I can't find my car keys. Holy Spirit, can you help me find my car keys? Like, I know it's it's a little simple, but he really does like he wants to partner with us. And you think of back in the um, Old Testament when they were before they had gotten to the promised land and they were in that stretch of time where they were getting daily manna, right? Mm -hmm. And that was their daily sustenance and they were not to take that into the next day. And so this is that specific visual of, hey, this is a 
this is a daily thing where what is offered to you today is for today. It's to be consumed today. It's to be, it's to be nourishment for you today. And I just think of all of the things that nourish our soul, like spending time in his word because it's living and um, just being able to go to him for every specific thing that we need. Yes. And this is, I'll be transparent. This is probably one of the toughest ones for me is keeping it daily. Yeah. I, I, my brain by nature is a planner. So I'm always thinking out the next thing, the next week, the next month, the next year. And so, you know, there's no condemnation that God created my analytical brain the way he did, but this is an opportunity for myself, for those of you on the line to, to keep it in today and to focus on what is happening today? What do we need today? What does he want me to do today? Yeah. And so Clarice, I think about it still in um, the same sermon, actually still in Matthew six, in a later verse, he's talking about, do not worry. And he says it, mm. uh, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. I mean, so this is a theme that Christ is saying of keeping it to today. And I think that also mm. keeps us focused, you know, so we're worshiping, we're understanding his rulership, and then we recognize him as our provider. And again, in humility, know that our source or our sustenance comes from him. So I love how you said it. Yes, it can be, it could be food or clothing. Yes, the staple things to live, but it's also, as Clarice said, Mm -hmm. it's the day to day. I know before my work days or before big meetings or before, um, I don't know, I have something with my kids. Like I just ask him into those situations and they may seem small, but as Clarice Mm -hmm. said, our, our father, the God of the universe cares about the small and again, won't impose his will, but wants to be invited into each of these daily moments. Yeah. And the, and the awesome revelation here is not that we can ask, but that we are told to ask. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to, he wants to furnish all of the necessary things for us if we just ask. Say that again. Like that was powerful. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just that it's not that we can ask. It's just that we are told to ask mm-hmm. because he wants to give us, he wants to grant us. He wants to give to the one asking to furnish every necessary thing we need. What a reflection of Mm. his character. Again, the good father, like he wants us to come ask. Yeah. He wants to grant it. We're not Clarice, that's visual. We're not like peeling it out of his hands, begging him to do something like he's got it. He's got it right there. He wants to give it to us. He just wants us to come ask him. Oh, that's so sweet. So sweet. Yeah, Yeah, it is. (laughs) And then the not so sweet because sometimes we don't like to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we're talking about the worship, <laughs> the rulership, the provision. And then we go into and forgive us our debts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is oh, forgiveness. And the next two could be their own topic for weeks. <laughs> yes, they could. Where do we even start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so forgive. Well, let's even just look a, look at that word because I think conceptually we we understand it, but sometimes I don't know that we understand the depth of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at forgive. It is to send away, to go away from one, right? And the debts are that which is justly or legally due. Um, off, it's obviously a metaphor for sin, but it is that which is owed, right? And so we 
in, in essence, he's, he's letting, he's reminding us that we should not approach God without acknowledging our need for cleaning. Mm. And the way to pray includes confession of sin and our good father waits for our request for forgiveness and delights to use that occasion to spread a feast of goodness before us because this act of forgiveness is it's obedience, right? And it's so interesting because we do have that moment of sanctification where we're like, okay, God, Hey, I'm a sinner. You know, um, I'm repenting for my sins. I want you in my life. Like that's that moment. But then there's that secondary part of this justification as we walk with him. Mm-hmm. And it's a continual thing. And I think sometimes we think like, is it actually, is there a need for it? Mm-hmm. And so Cass, what does the Bible say about like having a need and then what he says? Yeah. And are we thinking Clarice, the first John? John, yeah. yeah. And so, so when we flip over to that scripture, first John 1, 8 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That's pretty bold, right? Like if we're, <laughs> and I'm putting Cassie's translation on, you know, if we're cocky enough to say we have no sin, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong. First of all, we're deceived yeah. because we know there is, even us who are saved and following the Lord, mm-hmm. we absolutely fall short and have sin within, within us. And then it says, and the truth is not in us because that does not align with what he spoke and what he says. And then in first John one, nine, it gives us the direction or the answer. Mm-hmm. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. So clearly this aligns with uh, Matthew six twelve, you know, yeah. and forgive us our debts, Like he wants to, but yes. we need to come again with that humility. I'm seeing this theme throughout the Lord's prayer, this theme of humility, we're coming to him with that humility saying that I have debt. I, yeah. and Clarice, I love this because I'm a finance person. So forgive me for this. <laughs> but like, if you think about the word debt, you know, you're thinking about like you signed a loan contract and, you know, yeah. for example, so it's legally due, like yeah. it's something that you legally went and got the money or whatever in my metaphor here. And it's not like someone put it on you. No, it's something you did. Yes. You're at fault. You agree to. And the Lord's still saying, I will forgive you those sin debts. Even mm-hmm. if it was self-imposed, I'll forgive you those sin debts. But you come with that humility saying, I did do this. I messed up. That's I need so you. Good. That's so good. And he does. And he just erases it and eliminates it. Mm-hmm. And that's because of who he is. Because anytime there's a need, there's always an answer. And so that's we right. need this sin debt release um, and wiped away. And he's mm-hmm. the answer to that. That's right. But there's an expectation here. Yeah. For it. <laughs> I was like, but forgive us our debts <laughs> as we have also forgiven our debtors. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. with the way in which we forgive, we will be forgiven. So there's this connectedness. And so Clarice, this was yeah. tough, but <laughs> this is a big us. one. This is a big one. <laughs> yeah. Because I think sometimes we're like, okay, God, I'm good. Like I've asked you for forgiveness, mm-hmm. but then g- God even a chapter before this in Matthew five is so serious about this forgiveness piece mm-hmm. that he says, if you are offering your gifts at the altar and there remember that your brother um, has something against you, leave your gift here before the altar and go first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. 
And that is so weighty because I think a lot of times we just hold on to it or stay offended or don't loose and release forgiveness. And God refuses to raise a breed of sons and daughters who are unlike him. And we are created in his image, which means he needs to uproot things out of us like unforgiveness um, so that it releases the heavenlies and it releases this kingdom on earth. Um, because as we release people in forgiveness, we get to experience the release of God's blessing. And that could be financial, that could be transformational, that could be healing. I mean, Cass, you and I have a really fun <laughs> example of <laughs> praying for our basically a long, long, long time over the sweet gal and our more mature prayer warrior comes over and she's like, do you have unforgiveness? And then the girl wept and released it. And then God was able to work specifically then with her need. She presented to him. <laughs> uh, and again, God's merciful. He yes. works with us, even in our own ignorance that Clarice just mm-hmm. uh, referenced there. Um, but uh, Clarice, mm. this one, this one is a big one because like you said, if we're not acting in humility, that's going to be my thread through this whole thing. We may feel like we don't have unforgiveness or right. whatnot, but we, we might. And so the Lord, uh, we should invite him in, ask him to search our hearts, to identify yeah. those so we can reconcile them. But Clarice, I think of the same thing, forgive our debtors. Mm. So that might be a true, just like we had debts that were on us. Mm. You may actually have a quote reason uh, yeah. to not have forgiveness. They may have actually really hurt you. They may have really done wrong by you. Yeah. But what the Lord's asking you to do here or commanding us to do is to forgive them. Yeah. And the one, I think, is to show his love and his mercy, but it's also if we're within you holding mm-hmm. on to that unforgiveness or it blocks blessing, like Clarissa was saying, or it blocks freedom for you so he's saying forgive them let it go yeah they may owe you that going Mm -hmm. with the financial thing they may owe you that debt they may owe you that loan but just release it let it go Mm -hmm. forgive them of it and set them free i'm again i'm using all my hands this morning it's like cutting Mm -hmm. cutting strings off you and nothing's pulling you down like when you let it go and then Mm -hmm. clarice the fact that scriptures talk about how we forgive others and then how God can forgive us. Like I know my humanness. I know my need for forgiveness. I know my need for debts to be wiped away from my life. And so the last thing I want to do is to hold on to unforgiveness from someone who may have hurt me in the past and limit Mm. the ability for the Lord to forgive my current debts because they, (laughs) they are there. (laughs) I can, they, they can, uh, they can amount. Um, (laughs) Yes, they can. (laughs) But it's, it is just so important because this, is recognizing God's outlook on relationships and he preserves what he creates and he created us for relationship. Yes. And so it is so important that relationship takes precedent over this worship where he's like, Hey, you're not, I offered you something freely, but if you hold on to it, our um, chain, there are chains that are brought on by unforgiveness, which is that beautiful visual that you said of cutting things off. And, you know, when we release others, 
um, or the release of others is the pathway to deliverance from the chains brought on by this unforgiveness. So it's our task, it's our call, it's our call to obedience to forgive as our father has done for us at salvation. Mm. Um, and that's a whole nother topic, whether, you know, <laughs> reconciliation and whatnot, but, you know, but at that very core, you know, we are at least to forgive. And then once that act has happened, you know, it's done. It's transactional. Like, Hey, I forgave. I loosed you of it. Um, but then sometimes that memory will flood. And so we just have to be careful where we have to understand that, Hey, we remind the enemy when he brings it up, Hey, I forgave them. I don't need to ponder and dwell on this and think about it. I forgave them. Yes. It's like you said at the beginning, is this continuous? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a choosing. And so I know we've talked about that in other mm-hmm. uh, scriptures and other biblical principles, but forgiveness, Clarice, is also a choice. Yeah. Um, and it's that continual choice. And I love how you said that, even just plainly, like when that memory of the hurt comes up, don't replay it as a movie in your mind for like an hour and a half, <laughs> you know, immediately just recognize I had this happen the other day. I had a really weird dream about something that happened in the past and I could have marinated on it. Or like you said, you wake up and you go, nope, enemy, that's yeah. gone. That's done. That's been forgiven. It's under the blood. We've moved past mm-hmm. that. And it's like, mm-hmm. call it out. Don't spend time in that. Release it back. Because the temptation will come. The enemy is going to try to come, especially if it was a, quote, valid hurt. doesn't matter what's Mm. best for you and your relationship with Jesus and the Father. And the way he can release his blessing to you is leave that back there. Don't Mm. let them continue to hurt you today by holding on to it. And just release it and let it go. And Clarice, I love that he's given us like four sentences of how to pray. And this is in there. Like this is, so each one of these to me is huge. Like these, if he only picked four or five sentences for us to pray, these are powerful principles. Mm -hmm. Mm. And you just did such a great job teeing up the next one, even with the temptation to not release it. Let's go. (laughs) Um, Which is awesome, which, you know, we've covered quite a few, but then the next one being progress, Mm -hmm. because it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So basically it's saying, Hey, don't bring me into, you know, this, um, trial, Mm. but we have to understand that sometimes it's the trial of our integrity, our virtue. So sometimes it's, it's a big sin. Sometimes it's a little sin. Like you said, sometimes it's that temptation to just hold on to something secretly Mm. that nobody knows. Um, but it's in essence then to draw it out and to rescue us from these um, toils that cause pain or trouble or hardships or annoyances. And this is where we have to set our wills to mature Mm. because we need to acknowledge that, Hey, the father isn't our problem when temptation assails us. He does not orchestrate it, but he is our protector And a good way to say this is like, okay, Father, I believe you won't lead me into temptation, but that I can call on you to deliver me from the evil one who tries to. Yes. And I have heard so many wrong quotes um, when it comes to this. And so going back to the scripture, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's aligning and knowing God's will for us thinking back to the beginning is good. And he is not putting a test before you to say, let's see, let's see if she can 
yeah. <laughs> overcome this temptation. No, rather he talks about, he always provides us an out. Like if yeah. we're in a situation that's bad or tempting or tough, or like Corey said, a hardship or toil or something causing pain. If you look for it, he always gives you an escape. Yeah. He is there to deliver us. He's there to protect us. And so understanding that relationship right there. Mm. And then in this prayer, asking that Cody said, I found that really interesting that yeah. it's asked, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us out of that evil. Mm. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, well, that, and, and it's it, like you just said, it's just, it's such a great acknowledgement that we can rely on him. And there's such deep refinement going on in this progress that, that we're talking about in, the, in this, um, part of the prayer mm-hmm. because we're identifying strongholds that we can't escape, which are like habits or thought patterns, unrighteous residue from our past. So even these thought patterns of like worthlessness, right? Like where you're just like, man, I'm just not worthy. I'm not worth anything. That is not from God. And that is something that he wants to eradicate and deliver us from that. Okay. Because when we partner with anything other than his words over our, our life, it we're not aligning with his will. And then we therefore can't do what we said in the first part of the prayer to bring his will to earth because we're not even aligning with who he says we are. And it just affirms our desire that he perfects us. And he is constantly enlarging the borders of our inheritance by delivering us from whatever would halt or hinder our becoming like his son, because we're maturing and being matured into his image. That is right. And in all facets, you know, so a lot of times I hear the word, you know, Leah's not into temptation. I'm thinking some type of physical temptation. Um, But I love what you just said. It's the thought life temptation too. you know, not letting yourself build on unworthy or even the temptation of self pity or Mm -hmm. these thoughts that can be detrimental. And then like Clarice just said, that could hinder or halt us becoming like Christ. You know, we're constantly being transformed from glory to glory to become more and more like Christ. And so this part of the prayer, it's that humility of saying, Hey, lead me not to that temptation, deliver me out of that evil because my heart's desires become more and more like your son and to have your will be done to align my will with yours. And so again, just like above with the provision He's telling us he wants us to say, deliver me out of that evil, protect me from that, help me to get out of that so I can rise up and become more and more like you. Absolutely. And a good place to really kind of lock into this um, transformation is if you read in Ephesians, like one Mm -hmm. through three covers the love of God and then four through six is more of the behaviors. And it definitely talks about certain things where the specific sin that we're supposed that we're called to and and commanded to flee from is sexual one because Mm -hmm. that one is just so baiting and it's easy to fall into um but there are others that are are impure in um listed in scripture and so those are good ones to just kind of walk through because a lot of times god is working on one part of us Mm -hmm. and we are convicted in certain things that are maybe like identity things where, Hey, like you are a daughter of God, like we are daughters of God or like other listeners, like you are a son of God. Um, if you're male and those are the things that maybe he's working on, 
at the root of it, which then will automatically take care of the fruit. And I think a lot of times we, we tend to go fruit in versus root out. And so if Mm. there's something that you're observing, maybe in someone else or in your own life, God's got a good order. He's a God of order and he's not going to correct something out of order. Like he's going to do it as we partner with him and and he's going to take care of his, his list for us and his order, not the order we think of. Shoot. And as a <laughs> list maker over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's humbling. Well, All right. Start so, it. <laughs> right. So Clarice in the version mm-hmm. I read, that's where it ended. But yes. in the, y'all probably remember, you're probably like, hey, Cassie, you missed that sentence. <laughs> right. Because in the King James Version, it ends with a prayer of surrender. And it's mm-hmm. for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Okay. Amen. Yes, good observation, because mine definitely didn't. And I was like, did I memorize the prayer wrong? Like, what even happened? (laughs) So I had to go back and we did some studying. And some versions don't include this. But as we say it, it's just such a good reminder that all prayer concludes by placing everything in God's hand. And this last part of this prayer, which is what you said, the surrender, it's the sweet surrender. And surrender is the ultimate act of prayer. Um, because it's surrendering our lives, our wills, like we talked about, Cass, our skills, mm-hmm. our desires, the outcomes to situations. And, you know, we have that opportunity in this to just lay it all at his feet, to rest all with him in trust. And after it's all said and done, it's up to him who is a good God who loves us, who works everything out for good, who says, be anxious for nothing, that we can cast our cares before him because he cares for us, leaving this at the God who's all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present. Yeah, and uh, to yield in humility <laughs> again <laughs> to a God like that, the characteristics yeah. that Clarice just said, it we can have full faith to trust him. with it, The prayer we just offered up the vulnerability we just gave yeah. him to leave it in his hands trust him that he will do with it what he wills yeah but we know his character and his character towards us is good yeah. yes. um so it allows us in the end to wrap up with that surrender mm. and clarice i feel a sense of you know you can almost rest or relax at the end like mm. ah, all right i gave that up to him it's yeah. on his now i can now just rest in who he is in his presence Yeah. And we, and this is that last invite for him to do an answer Mm -hmm. in his way and at his time, not in our timeline, because (laughs) Lord knows, oh, sometimes in my opinion, it's not soon enough, but it's always on time. (laughs) Never late. Amen to that. That's a whole other podcast <laughs> I could go into, but yeah, and it allows oh that gosh. trust in our humility. And yeah. so, yeah, so it's just so fabulous. sweet. Yeah, it's it just so sweet because it's just a, a reminder that prayer is filled with faith, uttered with boldness, offered in obedience, and then just overflowing with praise and confidence. And whether we specifically say these, you know, four sentences, or we use this as a model where we cover that worship, then we talk about his rulership, then we bring to him our need for provision, and then we talk to him about forgiveness, and we release ourselves and others, and then we go through this progress of transformation, and then just sweet surrender. Like, either way, 
it's perfect. And he just delights in that one-on-one intimate space with us. Yeah, he does. Well, Clarice, would you seal us up today in your own prayer? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wrapping this up? <laughs> yes. Oh, so good God. We just thank you so much that you are great and you are good and you just are over everything. We thank you that you're dependable and that you hear us and that you are working on our behalf. Um, God, we just know there are so many things on your heart that you want here to be done by us, by Cassie and I, by your people, by your children. So Lord, we just invite your kingdom here. We just invite the advancement of it. Lord, we thank you that we can partner with your heart for specific things in our life. And so God, we have needs today, Lord. We need to be able to be present for our families. We need to be able to be present for the work tasks. And so Lord, Even as we're doing that, I just ask that you give us everything we need, furnish us with necessary things um, to accomplish your work you've tasked us with. Um, And God, we just sit here and understand that you are so worthy of just every obedience. And so God, you know, if there's any way in us that is not pleasing to you, just weed that out. Lord, forgive us for the times where we don't make time for you and forgive us for the times where we leave you astray and don't even think about you during the day. So forgive us for that. And Lord, for all the people that have wronged us or hurt us, Lord, we just release them back to you. Um, and we offer them to you and we just allow you to change our hearts in the process. And so God, as we um, go about our day, allow that those things that would tempt us to not even be things that cross our mind or our plate. Lord, just deliver us from anything that would come against us. Lord, we Mm -hmm. thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And God, we just thank you that you are over everything. Everything that you do for us is in your timeline. And so we just invite you to do things in your way and at your time. And so we just love you, give you all the glory and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.